Hello, listeners. Welcome back to Don't Forget Your Towel. It's me, Azul. I know. So this week we'll be playing Call of Cthulhu, abbreviated as COC. So the Cthulhu mythos is based on the writings of H.P. Lovecraft, Robert Chambers, Ramsey Campbell, and very many others. It's it's full of these incomprehensible horrors. And in fact, unlike other RPGs, Call of Cthulhu is all about investigators, or in other words, the players, facing these incomprehensible horrors and, well, going insane while they do it. The Game Master, or in this case the Keeper, arbitrates the game and uses the game's sanity system to determine what kind of effect these incomprehensible horrors will have on the investigators. In other words, it's essentially how insane they become. Call of Cthulhu is actually one of my all-time favorite mainstream RPGs. Personally, I really, really like madness and all those extreme weird mental states that you can get into. And Call of Cthulhu really allows you to, well, put yourself into those shoes and to experience and roleplay those kind of crazy situations, those, those high intensity situations. Also, it's a really interesting way of experiencing this visceral alien horror where the horror isn't something you can just fight off. It's something that will kill you if you stay there for too long. In fact, unlike a lot of other RPGs, it's a common understanding amongst the players and the keepers that your character is going to die or go insane. It's just a matter of time, honestly. As you'll see in the episode to come, it gets super intense and sometimes amazingly complicated or, in fact, amazingly simplistic. And, well, I won't say any more. Let's tune into the episode to find out. The monsters ain't under my bed. They're in my head. Taking control of me in ways you won't believe. Cool. So going around from my left to my right, do you want to introduce yourselves and uh, just tell us what your favorite horror movie is? And then obviously just plug in whatever you're working on recently, uh, starting with Aaron. Cool. Hi, guys. I'm Aaron. My favorite horror movie. So I'm not really a big fan of horror. It scares me a lot. And I have a pretty um, overpowerful imagination. So I often avoid horror, but I am going with It Follows as my favorite horror movie because I do really love that one. And it's more of like a like a slow burn, like creepy kind of horror. So I really like that. Um, I am an actor, writer and voice artist. You can find me on Facebook at Erin O'Flaherty, performer, writer. Next, returning again for our Call of Cthulhu episode is Isabel. Hello, uh, I am Isabel. I am uh, an actor. You can find me uh, on Facebook at Isabel Cohen. I have a uh, public Facebook page as well as an Instagram, which is Isabel on Insta. I uh, prefer psychological horror to the sort of slasher type things. Um, I'd say my favorite one that I saw recently was Get Out. 
And joining us for the first time is James. Kia ora, internet. I'm James, and this is my first time here with this crew, but I hope it won't be my last. And my favourite horror movie is What We Do in the Shadows, which is a horror parody, which I think says a lot about my tastes in horror. (laughs) And you can check out everything that I've been up to for gaming on skybeargames.com. Uh, my wife and I create video games, role-playing games, we have a podcast, we have a Discord. Check us out. And next, joining us for the first time as well is Michaela. Hi, I'm Michaela. I'm very excited to be here for Call of Cthulhu. I don't really like horror at all. It's too scary for me. <laughs> like, this uh, is just a table of, like, horror. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, all of us have said, I don't really like horror. <laughs> But in saying that, I do like psychological horror, like anything Lovecraftian, basically. So I'm obsessed with board games and video games that's related to Lovecraft short stories or inspired by it. And I do have a soft spot, I guess, for Dracula movies, especially old Dracula movies, because it's just a little bit cringy. Um, so I'm a composer during the day and you can find me at Mikate Music on SoundCloud and Bandcamp or you can just search my name Michaela Cornelius. You'll also hear Michaela's amazing work in the um, opening theme song for all of our episodes. <laughs> yes indeed. Brilliant so do you want to go around and introduce our ca- your characters to us as well and just tell us a bit about them tell us if you know anyone else that sort of thing. Starting from our left Erin who are you playing us today? Hi my name's Sybil Vallier. I am an explorer originally from Boston uh, currently residing in Arkham. I have had some of my uh, explorations uh, to Africa I should say that is primarily where I explore uh, Sierra Leone. I've had some of my expeditions uh, funded by Miskatonic University and uh, that is basically where I met uh, Franny Silverman, the lovely librarian at Miskatonic and uh, I guess I vaguely know Professor Frederick Wolf who also works there and I have uh, on on one of my expeditions I found uh, an artifact a, a clay hand that I believe has some kind of spiritual or uh, supernatural significance that I am trying to work out. And that's how I've become involved in the uh, the pursuit of the paranormal. And uh, for everybody out there today, I will be attempting to do a Boston accent. I am so sorry to anybody who lives in Boston. It's not going to be accurate, but uh, we're going to we're going to go with it anyway. Brilliant. Have you gone to Isabel? Who are you playing today? I am playing Franny Silverman, a daughter of immigrant parents from England. I was born in Connecticut and then later moved in order to attend Miskatonic University. I studied library studies there and uh, once I graduated, I started working at the Miskatonic Library. I don't actually believe in the occult. I do think that everything can be explained by science, but I am interested in the occult in an academic way, as well as very interested in early peoples and archaeology and things like that. So I'm very interested in what Sybil is studying, even if I don't necessarily believe that there's going to be a mystical explanation at the end of it. Brilliant. So Fanny's in for a shock today. (laughs) So James, who are you playing as today? I am playing as Professor Frederick Wolf, whose family moved over from Germany two generations ago, possibly to Uh, avoid the backlash against the rise of Bolshevism. Professor Frederick has 
been cleared of any involvement with Bolshevist activities in the United States by the Committee of Un-American Activities, but there is still a cloud of suspicion lingering over him after some of his remarks he's made in his lectures. Professor Wolf is uh, lectures in political sciences at Miskatonic University, and he is interested in the occult because, to him, the mysteries of magic and the supernatural are a weapon that could be used by the people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so he is interested in acquiring this for himself and, of course, others as well. Yeah, yeah. not course. communists at all. No, 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 no. <laughs> of course, uh, he's of interested course. in acquiring these secrets because they could, theoretically, be used uh, in the defense of the proletariat to topple the reigning bourgeoisie. <laughs> but this is purely theoretical. He has not admitted these interests to anyone. <laughs> well, the scope of his interests. <laughs> and last but not least, Michaela, who are you playing today? So I'll be playing as Doris Plum. She was born in Cleveland. Um, her parents died when she was really young, so her grandmother raised her. Uh, but her grandmother died when she was 15, and she's been a drifter ever since. She prefers not to be called homeless. She's more of a nomad. And basically she just enjoys traveling around and finding weird things. And that's how she got involved with this group of really rich and fancy people. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. So I'm going to ask you all a question that you're not prepared for um, from your character's perspectives now. So starting from Erin again, what is the weirdest thing that has happened to your character? Oh my god. The weirdest thing that has happened to my character. Like, what kind of weird are we talking here? Actually, let's let's do this in a very Call of Cthulhu-esque way. Why don't you all roll me a luck yes. roll? <laughs> a what? A luck roll. A luck roll. Well, starting from the very top, did anyone fail their rolls? Cool, that's... <laughs> What's a fail? A fail is so above, your... above your luck. So you've got luck of 85. Um, do I? Yes. yes. Oh, You're great. Under- so nice. I'm, I'm under. Okay. That's good. So did anyone get above their score? <laughs> James! I rolled a 98. Wow, oh, that's almost wow. a fumble. Almost. <laughs> almost a fumble. Who got a success, a normal success? I got yeah. a normal success. And you did as well, Michaela? Yeah, yeah, normal success. Normal success. And you got... I'm pretty sure I got like a like critical success because I got a four. Yep, so starting from, <laughs> starting from James and then Isabel, Michaela and Aaron. What is the weirdest thing that has happened to your character? Well, the weirdest thing that's happened for my character is that I was acquainted with another professor at Miskatonic University whose name was uh, Nathaniel Wingate Peasley. And he officially retired for his health after he started raving about strange things that he'd seen, visions of times and places that he couldn't possibly have known about. And this is when I started to believe that there might be something to what he said. And with uh, the help of a helpful librarian in the Miskatonic University Library, I was able to access some of the more obscure texts, which cast terrifying hints and intimations about what might have happened to the professor. Though the truth of what happened to him, I don't know. Mm. Next is Franny. The weirdest thing that's ever happened to Franny would be one day when she was walking home from school when she was about 12 years old she saw 
something that looked like a very large insect about the size of a dog fly past her vision and then into the bushes, uh, leaving behind the the remains of what it was eating, which was an a maggot the size of a cat. Uh, <laughs> she decided that this was a dream. She's pretty sure this didn't actually happen. And that's probably the weirdest thing that's ever happened to her. Wow, quite weird there. Yeah. That's quite weird. <laughs> My turn. Doris, was it? Yep. Doris. Doris Plum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, howdy y'all. I'm Doris Plum. <laughs> okay, so the weirdest thing that's happened to Doris um, when she was 16, so shortly after her grandmother died, and she was just kind of traveling around, um, an old lady tried to adopt her. Um, and she was like feeding her and like making her wear these really weird clothes like from the 1800s or something and well she was like you know what I'm okay with this I guess I can handle just like you know living with an old lady like I was kind of used to living with old people at the time anyway and but one day I went down into the basement and I kid you not I saw a rat palace and there was a throne and in the throne was a man-sized rat <laughs> and at that point she was like nope and never returned never looked back <laughs> wow so doris wow. saw the rat king oh my god <laughs> awesome Sybil, wow. do you want to okay. go next i feel like mine's not as cool as a rat palace <laughs> four it can't be that weird right this is true this is true uh, so, right. So some of my early forays into uh, the paranormal were when I, I attended some uh, sort of high society seances, because uh, that is that's my vibe, you know, trying to get in with the with the big wigs and, you know, seances are very fashionable and all that. Uh, so I went to one not really expecting to, you know, see anything or experience anything. I was like, OK, whatever. This is just, a, you know, this is a drinks and uh, have some fun or whatever. But then I saw the, what I can only imagine is the ghost of Mary Kingsley, who, uh, is my favorite explorer and my inspiration. She, she was an ethnographer and scientific writer, and she's basically the person that I have modeled my whole career off of. And, uh, so, I don't really know what exactly it means that the fact that I saw her, but uh, she didn't say anything to me. She just looked at me, but she was looking right at me. I'm, I'm sure of it. And uh, I can only take it to mean that I'm, you know, on the right path and uh, I should continue exploring the, the, the supernatural. That may, maybe there's something here to be found that, that hasn't been found yet, you know? Brilliant, everyone. Thank you for that. And without further ado, let's get into it. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, the four of you wake up. You're inside a room. It, it's an empty room, and as far as you can tell, there's nothing inside of it. You see white walls, white ceiling, dusty wooden floorboards. There's also one singular door in this room. You're all lying in a circle, and in the middle, there's a piece of paper. It looks like it has some words on it. What do you do? What is this? What are we doing here? Uh, I don't How remember we anything. Uh, is everybody okay? I, I think so. I think so. I've got all my stuff and... I don't feel... Does anybody feel any injuries? Do we? No. Nope. Mildly no. disoriented, but... Yeah, d- disoriented for sure. Uh, so... So there's a piece of paper in the middle, you see? Yes, on the ground. You you all feel disoriented, definitely. You feel your mouth is quite dry. Um, even your throat is quite dry. The air around you is quite uh, musky. It's very heavy. And it almost seems to be essentially causing you asphyxiation. Not not literally, but it's, it's quite a thick kind of air. Right. It's quite a dusty thick kind of Do air. Do we have our possessions on us? Yes, you have all the possessions you have. You have your rifles, your knives, your guns. Uh, I would like to take out my water bag and have a drink of water and then pass it around so everybody else can have a drink of water. Yeah. Um, do you all drink? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. That's what I'm here for. So it definitely quenches your any thirst that you've had and it definitely wets your mouth and your tongues and your lips. But almost immediately afterwards, a dryness regains. God, were we drugged? I feel like we need to get out of here as soon as possible. Yeah. What- What's the light source here? There's one singular uh, lantern hanging from the ceiling um it's it's a dim lantern so you you can barely get the light to the corners of the room but it's bright enough for you to actually see around you and notice all odd shapes and sounds okay hello what's this i imagine that was you taking the piece of paper in the middle so on closer inspection it looks like normal paper there is something written on it uh it's typed on it to be exact you can clearly recognize the typed writing on it um it says uh, well, it, it's actually torn asunder, so it, it's it's kind of like an A4 sheet that's been torn in the middle and a strip of paper is, is what you're seeing. Uh, it says, They walked into the room beneath the mansion. It was dark, musty, calling forth an evil beyond their comprehension. There stood seven pedestals, each with something on it, veiled by crimson cloth. The pedestals stood circular around a still figure kneeling. Blood pooled around. One of them puked. There in the far corner was the gate. And then it kind of trail the piece of paper cuts off there. What is this? Is this some kind of sick joke? Yeah, I don't like the sound of this. Yeah, I don't understand. Why would somebody leave this piece of paper in the middle of the room and nothing else? Who's they? How did we even get is here? Is they us? I don't know. I don't remember anything about a mansion and pedestals and blood and all that to you? No, but I don't remember much of anything. Well, yeah, h- how did we get here? Last I remember, I uh, I took my dog Carl for a walk. Your dog Carl? 
I retired for the night, and now I awake to find myself here with all of you. I, I, I know you. Yes, I've seen you in the library before. I know you. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've had a few conversations in the in the library, and uh, I think I've seen you around. I, the... I remember reading the reports of one of your expeditions. Oh, oh, thank you. Oh, which one? The African expedition. Well, it's, most of my expeditions are to Africa, but yeah, that's fine. It's fine. But I'm not sure I've met you before. Hi. Yeah. Uh, well, my name's Doris. Uh, I kind of know y'all from just my research and things. And your your research. Well, yeah. What I'm line just, of study are you in? I mean, I don't have an education of sorts, but hmm. I kind of I kind of explore, but not officially, I guess. You're an explorer. But no, I I uh well, look, you you don't need to have an education to be smart or get things done in this world you know that's that's my personal philosophy but uh yeah, yeah that's right okay this is all very nice but not really besides the point yes, what are we yes. doing here let's get out of here should we take this note with us yeah yes. probably hold on to it it's gotta mean it. something and this lantern i heave myself upright and find my cane i'm a fairly large person and so I've got a cane to help, and I'll take the lantern if I can take it off a hook. Yeah, yeah, you can. Um, it, it's it's not that heavy. Uh, you can you can tell just from the weight that it looks like it's almost run out of oil, uh, but it's definitely still usable. It's at this point that you all realize that the smell you're smelling, the musty, the heavy air. I would imagine all of you would be familiar with this smell, but especially you, uh, Franny. But it smells like old books. It, it has the particular texture and the smell of, like, old books. Mmm. Kind of smells nice, don't oh. you think? We can figure this out later. Let's get out of here. Professor Wolf, you... Are you trying to open the door? Yes. The door does not open. To you, at least. The door's locked. We are locked in here? Well, what do you know? Who could have predicted that? Well, let's try and kick it down. Uh, yeah, or something. Uh... Uh, who's got who's strong who can who can kick the door down mm, well professor wolf's quite a big fella maybe he could give it a try <laughs> fine so you turn so you're you were essentially talking between yourselves and you turn to face the door and you find yourself facing a wall instead uh whatever door was here is not here anymore what the blasted door's gone that can't be have a look for yourself well that's it must be a trick door. What, or... what the heck is going on here? I definitely saw a door there just before. I'll grab my cane and thump it on the wall to hear the sounds that it makes. Yeah, as, as you do, you notice that on the opposite side of the room is the door that you were at. Well, that's weird. Maybe there was a mirror here or something? A mirror that's vanished into thin air? Well, I don't know. Well, something's, get out of here. Something's going on here. The door opens. And you find yourselves in a very long, uh, almost misty hall. And I mean literally misty. Uh, the hall stretches quite far towards one, uh, to, towards your left, and to the right, it, it's just a closed off wall. Um, you see several doors lining the hall, and at the end of what you can see of the hall is just this very ominous looking bluish green mist. You also realize that. In your pockets or in your jackets or in whatever you're wearing, you feel something unfamiliar. What the hell? Uh, I, I reach inside. Yeah. yeah. You each reach inside your pockets or other pouches or whatever you keep on your bodies and you find a letter in it. 
Uh, okay. It's a sealed letter to be exact, white and sealed. Inside you see a typewritten note. Each of you get, each of you see a typewritten note. I'm going to pass this to you. You do not need to read out what it is, what is on it. So you each see a note inside of it. What do you do? I put that back in my pocket. I don't quite understand some of these words, but I think I get the gist of it. Uh, this is uh, certainly kind of vague. Uh, not sure how this got in my pocket, but you know, I think we got bigger fish to fry at the moment. Wait, hold on. I'm, I don't think that's right. If we've got these strange notes, maybe it's connected to that note that was in the room we just came from. I'd be interested in knowing what's on your notes, and I'm happy to show you mine. Well, let's see yours first. Good call, Doris. Mine says, do not trust those who are distorted truth, mangled art, and damaged pieces. Three more are required. Will you do it? Hey, that's what I have on mine. Yeah, same on mine, too. Mine says the same thing. So we all got the same note. Oh, and I'll show you the note to show that, like, this is what's written on it, and I'll expect yeah. you to do the same. Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. I take, I take mine out like a... What the hell? Yeah. No, same thing. We all show our notes. We all got the same thing. What? Well, what do you think this means? Whoever drugged us must have put it in our pockets. Do not trust those who are who are distorted truth. Mangled art and damaged pieces. Three more are required. Required for what? Will you do it? I mean, we got four people here, and each of us has three more required. But I, I don't know what this has to do with the, the note about We can them. worry about this later. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Well, into the corridor. Into the misty room. Yeah. Maybe uh, hold up that lantern for us, will ya? Yep. I'll stump along at the front. Yes, so walking down the hallway at least, there's nothing particularly mentionable about the hallway. There are pictures, um, or at, the, at least there are frames of pictures, but there are no pictures. Uh, it's just right. empty frames lining the walls. It, it looks like the paintings in them have been ripped out. You can see the edges, just bare edges of paintings, like canvas edges essentially. Mangled art, do you think? It's damaged too. Yeah, damaged pieces. Is and is that the truth we're meant to not trust? The mangled art? I don't know. Moving forward, you find yourselves in front of the first door, and there are many others. Uh, what do you, do you choose to go in? So or? are the doors uniformly placed down the corridor? It looks like it, yes. Right. It's almost like somebody's painted some kind of hallway, and it's basically the same distance between them. It's just a repeating kind of thing, and between each two doors is a painting. Can we examine the paintings closer? Why don't you roll me... Ooh. Roll, roll me a normal intelligence. Ooh, is that a nine? It's a 90. Oof, I got 90. Nope. Yeah, you, you've always been very much into books, but art has, has always been in your per periphery, so they're paintings. Uh, I, I have some uh, minor experience with art. I do some uh, photography in, in my spare time. Can I look at the art and see if I recognize any of the pieces. Well, as I mentioned before, there is you you can't really call it art because the canvases have been taken out of the paint like the actual frames of the paintings. All you can see is just a bit of the edges of the canvas. So is there any like Can we thing? tell what it was taken out with? Yeah, or like, you know, if if there was a really famous painting, you might be able to go like, "Oh, that that kind of looks like that if you if you were to look at it." So, the barely a centimeter of the edges? 
so, so no. like we're thinking like somebody's you know how if somebody goes into an art heist and you just cut the edges it's almost like that but it's definitely not a cut it's more like a, a tear can we take the frame off the wall to see if there's anything behind it? Yes, yes, you may. Okay, well, um, maybe and I try and I take the, the frame off the wall. There's nothing there. Okay. Uh, I go to the next painting along and take the frame off the wall. Nothing there either. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and open that door. <laughs> the first one. The first door. Oh, there's one last thing I'd like to look at with the art. I want to compare two of the paintings. I want to take the one that you've taken off the wall before you put it back and compare it with the next one along. From the tiny bit that we can see along the outside, does it look like it's the same picture? Why, yes. Yes, it does. Just to clarify, um, it, it's barely recognisable, but it's definitely, it definitely looks like, at the very least, the edges of the paintings are from a similar-looking painting. You, you don't know if they're identical, but they definitely it's look like it's... Left. Yeah, yeah. You, it definitely looks similar. Oh, okay, okay. Yep, so I'm opening up the door. Careful, miss. You find yourself in a very nicely furnished bedroom. Uh, It's very, very warm colours. The bedroom is essentially being decorated with very warm colours. There's a window there as well. The window has these uh, beige-looking curtains. The bedroom itself has a large canopy bed uh, with... The surrounded by these Persian, like red and yellow Persian carpeting. Um, there's two sofas to the side as well, uh, essentially framing a small coffee table nearby. Uh, there's a large, well, just a normal size chandelier and on, on the ceiling as well that lights the whole room. Um, it's already been turned on, so when you go inside, it, the room is actually lit up. There's also a large mirror to the left side. But no windows? No, there is a window. That's where the curtains are. Ah, right, yep, okay. yep. Are the curtains drawn shut at the moment? Yes. Okay, I'd like to go and look out the window. Yeah, outside you see it's dark, for, first of all, and it seems to be nighttime. Um, and outside you see what looks like a garden. It's a very rich-looking garden, which would be normal for you, Professor, but um, perhaps not for the <laughs> humble Doris. Yeah. Um, Why do they spend so much time with grass? Yeah, so there's a lot of grass, <laughs> as, as she put it, and a lot of trees surrounding the location as well. It looks from... And you can't see very far, but it looks like the middle of nowhere. Like, you can't really tell where you are from from just looking. Is this ground floor, or are we up above the ground? Or You're several stories above. You don't know how many, but you're oh. fairly up above. Oh, so we must be able to see quite a bit of the garden then. Is it quite big? Well, it is dark, um, so you can't see very far. Right. Uh, all you, the furthest you can see is just treetops, well, trees essentially surrounding what you can see of this location. Okay. Can we open the window? You can try. I would like to try. Yes, you can open the window. Okay. Help me make a rope out of this bed sheets. Uh, Wait, how far down is this? Yeah, Uh, maybe we should find a, see if we can find a way down first before we resort to, you know, bed sheets. Or maybe we could find these twisted dreams and distorted truths and I want out of here. Well... Maybe we're meant to find these twisted dreams and distorted truths. I'm sure we are, but do we really want to play some sicko's game? No, you make a good point, Franny, but shouldn't we at least look in the other rooms first? Well, I wouldn't mind spending the night inside. It's pretty nice in here. (laughs) (laughs) And it's dark outside. Where are we going to go? Anywhere. Anywhere. Anywhere's got to be better than here. Fine, we can look in the other rooms. Maybe there's a ladder or something. Exactly. Okay, let's let's just go look in the next room over. 
Yeah, so who could you describe to me who goes first and last and second and third? Wait, hang on. Can I look in the mirror? Yes, yes, you may. Thank you for volunteering. <laughs> <laughs> you look at the mirror and you see a reflection of yourself. Okay, mm-hmm. tidy up my hair a little bit. Can I do the, the, the finger test to see if it's a fake mirror that's looking out? Very comprehensive. Yes, you may. And you find that it is, as far as you can tell, a mirror. Hmm, okay. Nothing special going on in here then. Just as you turn around, (laughs) from the corner of your eyes, you swear you see your reflection change. When you look back, you find yourself staring at what looks like a silhouette of you, but there's something different. It's almost like it's made out of scribbles. It's almost like somebody outlined you and then scribbled you in with like a a pencil. You guys seeing this? Uh, I I look towards the mirror. Yeah, I go up to the mirror. You find yourselves just normally reflecting. You just see your reflections. And at that, you can roll sanity as well for me. Uh, I I see Yeah, I I don't know what you're talking about, Zaris. It's got a nice frame. Good or bad? Well, well, 92. Oh, wait, what is your sanity? I'm 65. Oh, oh, oh no. (laughs) Poor Doris. <laughs> well, my dear players, this is a first sanity roll of the day, oh, no. and that is three sanity. Well, <laughs> uh, you're okay there, Doris. I think you might be seeing things. No, no, no. I swear, there's like, like crayon or something that's on crayon. me. I don't see my face in there anymore. It's just no, really... No, I don't see any crayon on your face. When you look again, you just see your reflection. Oh. Well, I... Something was there. I know... I know that something was there. It's just... Not like you guys will believe me anyway. Well, uh... Anyway, let, let's keep moving. Let's go check the other rooms. Yeah, let's get out of here. As you all walk out, you feel like you hear a voice from behind you just in the room but it's it's very faint barely audible did you guys hear that no i i I heard something what what did it sound like you couldn't tell it was just a whisper almost like it was just behind you right behind you all of you did the voice sound male or female or can't tell male or a very gruff sounding woman that was uh creepy was it coming from the room from behind you you so yes Strange reflections and eerie voices. Yeah. Are you still sure you want to stay here and look for a ladder rather than try to get out of here right now? You know, I'm not sure. Maybe we should get out of here. I don't kind of want to go back into that room, though. I know. Yeah, I don't want to look that. in that mirror. No. Maybe. Then just look out the window. Okay. L- let's get out of here. Let's check in this next room, and if there's nothing, you know, that leads us out in there, then we'll, we'll go out the window. Okay. Well, you check there. I'm going to start knotting bedsheets. All right. I'll follow you, Sybil. Okay. Yeah, I'm going with Sybil. Uh, you sure you want to stay on your own, Professor Wolf? And meanwhile, the three of you get eaten by monsters while <laughs> Professor Wolf climbs out the window <laughs> and walks off. Uh, so I approach the second door. Yeah. So the first thing you realize once you actually leave the room is that the hallway's changed. Now it's a bit larger and it doesn't have any mist in it. It's clearly defined. You can see at the end to your left side, um, there's a stairway that goes downwards. Um, and you see three doors pass to your left and the fourth door to your right that you just came out of. Oh, professor, there's a staircase. And there's another door. I think there were three before. Yeah, you're right. You should come. Still not in shape. All right. I mean, there weren't there weren't 
just three doors before. We just couldn't see because of we, the mist. The mist, right? exactly, exactly. Yeah. So uh, maybe a very cold house that uh, it what well, suddenly... it is kind of cold. It's a bit cold. Yeah. All right. So the this uh, next door. Well, yep. Let's yeah. Let's okay. let's check it. Okay. I'll do it. I'll yep. Oh, mm-hmm. thank you, Franny. Uh, I open the door. After after you two. Oh, okay. okay. I, I I walk in with my head down so that I don't look into any mirrors. I am walking in with my head very much straight forward, trying to kind of peek around and see what I can see before I get in there. Yeah, yeah. And and you walk in to essentially what looks like a lounge. Um, there are several couches just littered around the place. Um, there's a few uh, small coffee tables around as well. There's a fireplace that's burning and warmly, and that's the main light source of the room as well, even though it does have some lamps around the walls. The wooden floorboards creak beneath you as you walk in, and you notice that this room does not have any windows, despite being right next to the bedroom that you were in before and facing the same direction. Hmm. And the fire's lit. This just seems like somebody's house, but where are they and how on earth did we end up here? Are there any mirrors in here? There are no mirrors. Okay. Uh, and with that, I'm going to go to Professor Wolf for a moment. Professor Wolf, what are you doing? I am stripping the bed and using the sheets to make a rope. Yes, um, I'm not even going to require all for that. You succeed, you manage yeah. to... Though the real question is, once I uh, hang the rope outside, is it long enough to reach to the ground? Let's, let's, let's get you rolling. Luck test? Yes, please. 34 is a success. It is not long enough to add to the point of it reaching the ground, but it's definitely long enough for you to believe confidently that if you can get to the very bottom, you can easily jump off and you'll be fine. Cool, okay. Uh, I'm not actually going to just abandon everyone, so I'll now head out after everyone once it's done and tell them that I've made a rope. We can leave. Yeah. Um, As you go out, you find yourself in the very same hallway that you initially saw. At At the very ends of it, where the mist is, you see a... A figure, a dark figure, a figure dressed all in black. Um, it seems like quite a tall figure and it's kind of standing there still. Hello, I say with um, one hand slipping into my pocket where my revolver is. Can we hear him? No. Oh. Yeah, I noticed that I'm in the original corridor. And... There's no response from this figure. I say, sir. And I'll um, stump towards him. I'm not the fastest person ever, um, and I'll hurry a bit, which means I might be panting slightly when I reach him. Yeah, you do walk towards him, but as much as you walk, the figure does not seem to be nearing you in any way or form. It almost seems like the corridor itself, the hallway itself, is lengthening as you walk towards it. I knew I should have taken more walks. (sighs) At the moment, I'm just interpreting it as me not being fit. That's fair. Do you keep going, then? Yes. So at one point, just as you blink, the figure disappears. Eh, where'd he go? Blasted place. Hey, where did those three go? Thought they were just going into the next room. I'll stump back to the door that I thought they were going. Yeah, so you turn around and find yourself face to face with the same black figure. He towers before you and you can't see his face. He's wearing this kind of cloak over his head and instead of a face, you see an endless darkness. 
it almost seems like a whisper right next to your ear that you hear the words, Will you do it? Would you please cater all me a sanity? Yep, that was what the, the clatter of dice was for. That would be a fail. Ooh, hopefully not a fumble. Um, okay. Just a regular fail. Yep. Uh, that's also a three. I'm sorry, James. Um, so you, you feel a fear overcoming ah! you? What do you do with this? Well, I shout, uh, but I don't start firing in a blind panic, at least. Yep. Do what? What is it? Why have you brought us here? What's going on? The figure just walks into you and just walks through you. When you look back, you see nothing. This place is damnably strange. We'll cut back to your comrades for a moment. Quote-unquote comrades. Comrades. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I walk towards the coffee table to examine uh, it and the objects on it. So you see an ashtray there with some ash in it. Um, It doesn't look like a lot but it's, it's a fair amount and otherwise the table's empty i touch the ashtray to see if it's hot it is warm hmm. someone was in here recently well that would explain the fire that's still burning yeah i, I want to look around can i see anything else like a rug or a throw or something that i might add to the professor's rope roll me an idea check again please ah that's a fail you don't really see anything that's clearly obvious. In fact, everything seems to be somehow like attached to something else. Like if we're looking at the cushions, they have the couches and that sort of thing. There's no beds uh, or anything like that. Uh, so the answer is no. What do the three of you do? Is there anything like a cupboard or something that we can look in and just kind of search for clues as to who might be around? So imagine all three of you are searching in different locations. Now, could you tell me what you're searching? Yeah. Uh, could you just refresh what's in the room? Yes. So there are a couple of couches, uh, several in fact. There are a couple of uh, coffee tables. There is a, a fireplace, wooden floorboards, uh, and two closets. Okay, I'm going for the closets. Yeah, um, you open the closets and you find them both empty. Hmm. Even if I look like underneath the shelves, is there anything like stuck to the bottom of one of the shelves? No. Mm, okay. I'm going to examine the floorboard, see if there's any false uh, boards. You do very quickly find a false floorboard, but inside is, again, nothing. Mm, nothing here. Seems like this place is being cleaned out. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming there's no, like, photographs or ornaments around? No, but at one point, while all three of you are searching, in fact, the room doesn't seem to have much of anything around it. It's quite empty, disturbingly so. Usually Mm. in some of your houses, you would have things lying about. Uh, Can I also, I would like to take out my camera and snap a few photos of the room from uh, different angles. Do you start with taking photos of the objects first? No, I start with like a wide shot of as much of the room as I can fit in. So do you go to the entrance and do this, or...? Uh, yeah, well, one of the corners, at least. Yeah, so you put your camera to your eyes, and you close one eye just to get in the correct sights and yeah. that sort of thing, and you take a snapshot. Uh, is this a Polaroid camera? No, it is not. Cool. You bring the camera down, and you find yourself... Um, in a somewhat different room. Uh, the room itself is, in fact, same. The things in the room is same, except for the fact that in the middle, instead of the empty lanterns hanging from the ceiling, 
are two human beings hanging from the ceiling. <sighs> you can see that their <sighs> entrails are basically just muddled on the ground and they're bleeding heavily. <sighs> they're faced away from you, Sybil, but you yeah. can definitely see their ad- figures as well. Could you roll me sanity? Yes, I can. Can I, can I ask... Are these two still in the room? Yes, they're still searching things. Okay. We can't see it. You can't see it, but you definitely hear the sound of taut rope. Do you say we can or can't? You can hear it. Okay, you can oh, hear you it. Can, so you can hear it, but they can't see it, right? They're not looking. Okay. Oh, they're not looking. Yeah, okay. okay, so we're rummaging. Okay, here I go for my uh, sanity. I guess that's a normal class. Cool, you do not lose any sanity, but you're definitely overcome with some level of... It's definitely uh, creeping me out. Uh, guys, do you, uh, do, do you see that? I look up at Sybil and, and at where she's looking. Yeah, it, it doesn't take you long to notice. And in fact, the two of you can see it in more detail, in more graphic detail. Uh, oh no. my... Yeah. Okay, so I'm not going crazy. There is definitely something weird going on with this house. I think we should go back. We should go back, find the professor, and get out of here. Could you two roll me sanity as well, please? Uh... Oh, that's a pass. I got a 26. That's not a pass for me. (laughs) (laughs) That's a two. Oh, okay. I will get back to you about your insanity. Um, But... Oh, I've got an idea. Do tell if if it's... Sure. So, there seems to be a lot of stuff that's real and not real. How do you know that we are real? Yes. So, if you can hand me your character sheet. I like that idea, James. Yeah, a sort of solipsist. It's just me. (gasps) Oh my god! That wasn't there before. Yeah, right. I definitely... I would have noticed that. If that was there before. The, the question is, so I, I, I looked into my camera and I took a photo and then then I saw them. So maybe if I can find some way to develop the film later, uh, I wonder if I took a photo of them or not. Anyway, uh... What are you talking about? Y- yes, sorry, sorry, sorry. Let's, uh, let's get out of this room, shall we? I'm just kind of like in the feeble position at the moment and like just looking away from everyone not listening to what they're saying uh miss just no 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 you're not real you're not real no no miss go away i I don't don't think i asked your name miss we let's go we don't want to stay in this room just come with us please okay i i regret you reluctantly get up because i don't want to stay around with his dead bodies anyway and just kind of keep my distance wait wait what the rope no. The rope. No. We don't need it. We don't need it. We don't know that we don't need it. Well, well let's let's find out if we need it before we... God. We don't have a choice. Are you sure? There is a homicidal maniac in this house with us. We can't afford to not. Well, I don't know about you, but I've got my shotgun and I got my rifle and that's all I need. You have a shotgun? Yeah. We can shoot the rope down. Uh, I don't know if I'm that good a shot. Well, you could try. Yeah, I don't think we need this rope, okay, Franny? Okay, but it's on your head then. Fine. Look, look, it's just across the hall. We can come back and get the rope if we really need it. I just, just rather not. Okay. So for the benefit of our listeners, what 
Doris Plum is going through is, as James so kindly um, gave me the idea, of solipsism. So she's questioning what is real. Is she real? Is our friends real? Is anything that's going on real? And fears that it is real. I've written that in her character sheet and now it is part of her. Um, what do the three, three, well, what do the two of you do with the fetal um, Doris and... It's a delayed reaction. I go, it's not real. The rope's not real. What? It, uh... it... You know, I don't want to... Whoa, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Were they hanging from dreams? Well, how do you even know if they're hanging? Did you touch them? Uh, I, I don't want to touch them. There? Oh, my God. Uh, okay, listen. We, we just got to get out of this room, okay? Everything's going to be fine. We just got to get out of this room and out of this house, okay? Okay. Sounds like a good good plan. Okay. And I'm pulling out my dagger at this stage. And yeah. Just kind okay. of good walking idea. around with it close close to my chest, yeah. just in case. I go over to Doris and kind of put my arm around no, her. No, don't and, touch oh, me. Oh okay. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, let's let's just I try to like gesture for her to come out. Yep. So we're gonna cut for a moment back to um, Professor Wolf. So Professor, you hear three blood curdling screams. There's a bit of space between the three because I believe one came and yeah, there was one and then the other two part. others. Yes, um, from behind you, from one of the doors that you pass by. Stump, stump, stump. It takes you much less time than you thought it would, considering your previous attempt at catching this mm. uh, this figure. But you find yourself at the door that you can through which you can hear voices coming uh, from within. Throw the door open. Do Do we see him yes. throwing the door open? Ah! Oh! Shh! Don't do that! What the hell are you doing? He's Opening the door. It's not real. Yeah. Doris. Uh, uh, yeah, we have a problem. Uh, uh this woman is is freaking out a bit and uh i, I don't know if you can see, see uh, i don't know if you can see the the uh, the bodies hanging from the ceiling sweet jesus um yeah so the next thing you see professor is the two hanging figures you you definitely see that on the ground on the wooden floorboards their their entrails are on the ground as well i freeze for a moment while i take scope of all of this and then uh, oh the need for knowledge outweighs the inherent disgust and horror of a body and i will go to examine the bodies more closely brilliant um could you roll me a spot hidden please sure well can i succeed at one that's a whole nother question uh no i cannot that's a 60 that's fine um is anyone else going with the professor to check the bodies as well no (laughs) (laughs) that is a unanimous no so you see that the bodies have been gashed open. So uh, from from behind, which is where you were looking before, they just seem like they're hung. Yeah. But once you go to the other side, you see that there's there's multiple gashes in their chest. Right. Um, a lot of their organs seem to be missing compared to what's... Well, yeah. when you look at the ground, you can see that most of them are there. Uh, perhaps the one thing that doesn't seem to fit is that you can't make out how they died. Yeah. They are def- they've definitely been hung. Their yeah. chest has definitely been like clawed open, and their mouths happen to be contorted into this like manic smile. Ugh. But the main thing I'm interested in is how recently have they died? Right. Um, the entrails, at least, are still warm. I see. Uh, can can we maybe get out of here now, uh, Professor? Yes. Yes. Sorry. What? Uh, let's get out of here. Right. Did, yes. Did you the create stairs. the did the stairs? We're gonna take the there stairs. There wasn't enough 
there wasn't enough sheets to reach the ground. It won't work. We can't get out that way. Damn it. Can we? Should we? Uh, Franny is suggesting we take the rope from the bodies. If it'll add to the bedsheet thing that you made, then maybe that would work? I don't think it'd be enough to help. No, we'd best keep looking for a way out from the inside. Well, maybe we can go find those stairs that we saw earlier. Yeah, stairs. Stairs. Let's go down the stairs. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. and I'll Mm. tell them also that uh, before I was... When I came into the corridor to look for them, I saw a black man. And he said to me, will you do it? Like the notes. Like the notes. notes. So maybe he's the one that's doing all this. I tried walking towards him, but he, he didn't seem to be getting any closer. And then suddenly he was behind me. And I couldn't see his face. And then he passed through me. That's insane. God. This whole place is insane. Yeah. Someone is very insane here. Did he say what he wanted you to do? Haven't you figured that out already? Uh, what? What do you mean? Were we supposed to figure it out? This ritual that was in the note that we saw in the first room. Ritual? Uh-huh. And a, a, that note that we had in the first room. Can I read it again, please? Out loud. They walked into the room beneath the mansion. It was dark, musty, calling forth an evil beyond their comprehension. There stood seven pedestals, each with something on it, veiled by crimson cloth. The pedestals stood circular, around the still figure kneeling. Blood pooled around. One of them puked. There in the far corner was a gate, and then it trails away. Oh god, it does sound like a ritual. Yeah, uh, I don't want to do that, so assuming we are in the mansion, let's not go underneath it. We are either meant to complete this ritual or else to stop it. Stop but it which, sounds good. I don't know. Uh, stop it sounds good. That sounds that sounds really good. Calling the constabulary sounds good. Yeah, well, stopping it's definitely the better of the two options. Well, either way, you've got to go downstairs to get there. Okay, well, let's try and avoid the underneath the mansion if we can uh, at all maybe we could try the other rooms instead of the stairs uh, i guess it's it's worth a look right as we leave i'm going to stumble and i'm going to ask franny to give me a hand oh uh sure um i reach out and sort of to steady him and when the whole point of it is so that i can talk to you without talking to them do you know doris who is she uh, Doris? Um... Isn't it convenient? This woman that we've never met shows up, first to draw the knife, first to say that we've got to go keep exploring. I don't trust her. You shouldn't either. Oh my god. Okay. Do you carry on outside after this conversation? Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Doris and I will be heading towards the third door. Yeah, so you exit the room and you find yourselves in the same hallway that you saw with the staircase going down and the other two doors to your left with now one door to your right, I believe. I'm not sure if I want to go in another room. That's that's okay. Let me open the door and I'll just see what's in there. Okay, you you don't have to go in. Which door do you open? The third door along. So we've done two and I'm doing the next one along. You open that door and you find that it leads up stairs even further up it's a staircase so behind the door is just a staircase yes that's it yes okay i mean at the top of the staircase is another door that you can see but yes. Uh, okay this is just a staircase so uh, i don't think this is going to be any help yeah let's leave it for now then yeah I, I close that door and i head over to the fourth door the fourth door 
opens as well. It looks to be a very, very simple looking study, barely filled with anything of use. There is a desk, um, it looks like a very old desk that's been made by hand and not been bothered to be polished or anything of the sort. You can literally see the uh, the wood just jutting out from the corners and that sort of thing as well. It's, it's almost like it's just been sawed and put together. Um, there's some paper on the table as well, and otherwise the room is empty. No windows. Uh... No windows, anything to clarify. Are the four of you, four of you together now, or...? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, I don't know if this... I'll have a look at the paper on the desk. Yeah. Yeah, it's blank. It's just blank pieces of paper. Huh. Is there anything else on the desk? Nothing. I'll compare this paper with the paper that we've gotten from the notes. Is it the same sort of paper? As far as you can tell, it's quite similar, at least right. from the same kind of stock. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how, how many doors are left? That's the last door on this floor. Okay. Well, stairs it is, I guess. Up or down? Up. Down. Down? down. Obviously. Why are we going up? we got to get out of here. Sorry, didn't we want to avoid going underneath the place? Yeah, but we are several stories up right now. And we'll be even higher up if we go up. Well, we can't we just go we can't just hide upstairs for the rest of our lives. Well, I'm I'm not going upstairs by myself, so I guess if majority rules. Yeah, we'll go down one floor, see what's there. Okay. As fine. long as we stay away from the basement. Exactly. Should be fine. All right, all right. You guys go first. Okay. I lead the way. Brilliant. Um, so going downstairs, it's, it's a short flight of stairs. Uh, you find yourselves in at the... Uh... Can I ask, what kind of stairs are they? Oh, right. They're, so the staircase itself is quite highly ornate. Um, you can tell that people paid a lot to get these stairs done. Um, they're made of uh, these uh, dark wood. You would guess it's mahogany, but you can't be sure because you just hear ma- mahogany being thrown around with rich people, you know? Um, it's it's two flights of stairs. It's narrow enough for around two, three people to walk at the same time, ha- held hand in hand, but it's not particularly super richly as some staircases you've seen either. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Cool. Um, however, that being said, once you get to the second or whatever the next story down, you notice that there is a staircase that looks much more magnificent that leads further down to what looks like a large hallway that splits into two sides. Um, you yourselves are on what looks like the floor above that. So what you would guess is the second floor. Uh, to your left and to your right, there are small hallways with banisters across uh, that lead to several doors. And that essentially frames what it is like the large hallway at the bottom. It sounds like we're looking down onto a sort of foyer or a um, you know, it's a fairly yeah. large central room. And so yeah. that might be where we can find our exit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, before we go down, I would like to actually look over the side and see what I can see on the first floor. Yeah, so from where you're standing, even from just out or off the staircase, you can quite clearly see downstairs. So it looks like a large open hallway with these crimson Persian carpets uh, framing framed by white marble on the sides that leads straight down from the staircase to two looming doors at the opposite side with a circuit within a circular archway the doors themselves are quite ornate and they have uh 
they have both wood and glass carvings as well as some painted glass as well. Um, behind the wooden columns from the side you're seeing, so the two sides are like are framed by wooden columns as well. Uh, from the side you're seeing, when you look downwards, you see there are four doors behind those wooden columns further, like beneath the layer that you're on. And all of this, perhaps the most clearly you can see, are lit by this impossibly fragile looking chandelier with streams of glimmering glass that just bring light to all the possible corners of this huge looking mansion-esque hall. Okay, well, uh, those two glass doors over there look like the look main like doors. Yeah, right? Mm. So yeah, let's uh, go for it. Yeah, looks safe as far as I can see. Let's go. I'm still slinking with my dagger. <laughs> yeah, you make your way quite quickly down to the f that floor and then you walk to the end of the hallway. Uh, you open the door and it definitely does, the doorknob does turn, but when you pull it or push it, it does not move. So we can turn the handle, but the door itself is not moving. Correct. Okay. It's, it's glass, you said? So it's got glass on it, but it, the door itself is wooden. But there's there's, part there's like yeah. glass panels. Like, yes. Can we see through the glass panels? No, it's both too thick and too colored for you to see through. Ah, so it's thick. We're not going to be able to break that. But we can with a gun. Sure. Okay. That's going to use up bullets, though. Just you know. Yeah. Stand back. Bear that in mind. I'll get my cane and I'll try and smash the glass out. Which is why I'm saying stand back. <laughs> right. Could you roll me a fighting brawl, please? Sure. Yes. That's a regular success. So the glass shatters a bit, and you can see the cracks going through the actual portion, the panel of the glass, mm -hmm. but it's not either it's not forceful enough or it's not doesn't give it the required force to actually break through. So you definitely broke the glass, mm -hmm. but it's still kept together mm -hmm. by the force. Does it make enough? of a hole at least that I can look out. Uh no, it it cracks it significantly. Right. Okay. Uh seeing as the glass is uh cracked to some extent, if I take out my shotgun and hit it against the crack, do I make more of a crack or make so, some kind of headway? Sure, you can you can roll that as well. Roll strength, please. Okay. <laughs> that is a fail. So, no, it does not help. Suffice to say, it looks like, from the look of the glass, that it's just a bit more that is needed to actually break it through it. Come on, you know what to do. Okay, okay. I guess, uh, yeah, keep keep back. I, I go back several feet and... I'll retreat back out of the way. <laughs> yeah, and I shoot my shotgun, aiming towards the crack that's already... So do made. you move backwards several feet, or do you are you ha having the gun right against the glass? No, I, I move back. Right. Could you, oh, could you roll me your firearms, please? Yes. I'll give you a bonus die because it's stationary and it's right in front of you. Okay. And so the lowest, excellent. That would be a regular success. Yeah. So. There's a loud, there's the loud sound of a bang reverberating through the whole room that you're in. You can hear the chandelier just shaking slightly because of the sound that passes through all of you and across the room. 
once the sound disappears, once it dissipates, the silence that comes with it is quite almost painful. It's not a silence that you expected. Even though you were in silence before, this silence is somewhat different, something that actually gnaws into the corners of your mind and almost tries to get into your deepest, darkest thoughts. Regardless, on the plus side, the glass is definitely shattered and you can you can see through it now. Okay. All right. What do you see? Yeah, I go closer to have a look through. What do I see? Yeah, you see what looks like a courtyard. Um, There's a really nice fountain with what looks like very nude uh, pixies and like other, you know, elvish kind of figures with water coming out of their hands or their um, pails and that sort of thing. Um, You see that there's a road that comes around and divides into both ways, the left and right side, going out through the forest that that you're seeing. Um, All of this is seen because there are some uh, lamps that are essentially like road lamps um, that are dim enough or bright enough for you to see around it, but that's all. Okay, it looks like we're definitely on the ground floor now. I can see out to the garden and the courtyard. Uh, So how do we open the door though? Maybe it's it's locked from the other side? Can you put your hand through and unlock it? That may not be wise, considering that the opening still has a lot of jutting glass all around it. How big is the opening? Yeah. I mean, you can definitely put your arm through, but a slight... If I was to, like, put my arm through it, how far away would the door handle be? Like, would I be in danger of getting against the cup? Well, the, the fact of the matter is, if you put your hand through, there is a chance that you may gash it. But it's big enough for, like, my whole arm, right? Yes, but it's just big enough. Just big enough. Oh. Like you will, you'll, when you're putting your arm through, your arm will be brushing against the glass, just barely. But if it, if you shudder or something happens to your arm, it'll instantly Mm. get cut. Right. Why don't the strongest of us try to knock down that door? I'm quite big and you work out lifting books every day. Yeah, I, I guess I'm a little strong. Let's see if we can um, bash the door down. Yeah, give me a, anyone else helping as well. I'm sure I will, I will chip into this. <laughs> yeah, what are we rolling? Strength, <gasps> right? Yes, yeah, strength. Oh, hello. <laughs> okay. Nope. <laughs> I rolled a one. Critical success. Extreme success. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, your one is better than mine. Yeah, but together. But like together, that's like... That's like... Uh, team wow. academic bodybuilders. Yes. <laughs> you definitely, you definitely put a through your combined might. You manage to, you hear the hinges of the door just break loose to a point where uh, the door suddenly becomes movable, at least. So essentially, I didn't need to waste that shot. Thanks, guys. Well, if you prefer, we could have not broken down the door. Would that have made you feel better? No. If we that- get out of this alive, I'll buy you another goddamn bullet. Excellent. Thank you, Franny. Do you open the door? Yes. Yes. Yes, we open the door. (laughs) You open the door and you see a large open hallway with crimson Persian carpets framed by white marble, leading from the staircase that you see at the opposite corner to the two looming doors by where you are standing. There is a circular archway at the opposite end as well, and behind the wooden columns on both sides, you see, lining the west and east sides, you see a staircase. What? What does this mean for our heroes? Is there any way out? And will chaos descend before they can find it? The horror continues in the next episode of Don't Forget Your Towel. Hello, listeners. It's Future Azul again. 
Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to tune in next week for episode two of Call of Cthulhu. Please like, follow, and, well, message us on Facebook at Don't Forget Your Tower Podcast, on Instagram and Twitter at DFYT underscore podcast, or you can email us for a good old-fashioned chat at dfytpodcast at gmail.com. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, please drop by and give us a five-star review or a comment uh, telling us how amazing we are, hopefully, to you. It means a lot to us and it keeps us on air so that we can actually reach a larger audience and get more listeners. Thank you so, so much. And don't forget, keep your towels at the ready.